You are listening to the Therefore a Geek podcast, episode 94. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Therefore a Geek. I'm Andrew. I'm Tracy. And I am the Iron Monkey. It's a Donnie Yen reference, isn't it? Ah, yes, it is. <laughs> I mean, it had to be, because we are talking Star Wars Rogue One, and obviously the movie has Donnie Yen in it, so dude's, act, dude's making an applicable reference. Yeah, Donnie Yen. I was excited to see him. I'm very happy. Yeah, I mean, so we're, we're actually going to, since none of us had news stories... Uh, we're going to go ahead and just jump right into the conversation here. Uh, Tracy, we'll this start with you. This is the biggest news. It is. This is the biggest news. Tracy, we'll start with you. What did you think? Well, okay, so there's two things. That, so the first thing that I should do is um, put a disclaimer. This is the second time this has happened to us at this movie theater, so we're not going to this movie theater again. Um, but we ended up in a theater that I'm pretty sure was designed for 3D, and they were only using one of the two projectors. So it was very dim. In fact, I left the theater to go complain to the management and they didn't do anything about it because I don't think they could have. So it was not as bright and as pretty as it should have been for us. However, I thought this was a middle of the road entry into the Star Wars canon. I enjoyed a f some things about it, but overall I wasn't, I wasn't as blown away as I was after The Force Awakens. So, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. It was great. We will probably buy it because we have all the other Star Wars movies. But eh, I wasn't as pumped as I thought I was going to be. Dude, what about you? So I actually agree with Tracy, but I'm slightly inverted in the way she's she's just categorizing it. I will be absolutely honest with this movie. I thought it started a little slow. And then towards the end of the second act, it ended very strong. But there was it was a little uneven at parts. But I wasn't taken out of the film. It's the transition into the third act that, in my opinion, the film falls off the rails as a plot. But it really covers for it with a very spectacular, if incredibly cliche-ridden, battle sequence that does its best to echo Return of the Jedi without out-and-out out copying it. So I... I agree with Tracy. It's kind of a middle-of-the-road entry because there were some moments where I really enjoyed it. I really liked what I got. It touched on a few things I wish Star Wars had touched on before, but it didn't really land, you know, stick the landing or it skipped over them like a pebble that kind of skips a stream and then lands on the other side of the on, on the shore, like safely in Star Wars zone where we're, we're, we're respectable. We, we, we like it. That's where we're comfortable. But I walked out fairly frustrated, but... This wasn't, in my mind, the dumpster fire that Force Awakens was. This is more like a garbage can fire that homeless people can use to heat themselves with. And cook their hot dogs. Yeah, that's, that's really how I felt about this one. I, I do want to talk about the moments that I really like when we get deeper into it. Sure, sure. Uh, I'm probably a little more optimistic than the two of you, but I think in general this may be the first time we've had a full-on consensus. No! I quit! I'm not... <laughs> <doing> <laughs> He just took his game and went home. Usually I'm the one that rage quits. <laughs> this is shitty headset, headset. Anyway, I really need a new one. It's coming apart. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's unfortunate. Uh, you have the fun up. part where the, when, where the one side just kills for a while and you only hear out of one ear? Haven't gotten to that yet. That's why I'm still wearing them. <laughs> nice. No, I, I would say in general, I mean, I probably have a larger soft spot than either of you for Star Wars because... It's just like that's that's my uber nerd thing and has been. You should since see I... his office, guys that are listening to us. It's covered. Yeah, maybe, in maybe I'll take some pictures or something. Yeah, I mean, Star Wars has been a big part of me since like you know age six. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. There are definitely problems with this movie though, and, and I think some of it comes from. It feels like in certain places they cut corners, mm -hmm. and there was a lot of fan service, and some of that's okay, and then some of it like both Becky and I just looked and went, "What the fuck was that?" 
Yeah. I did that. Um, I did that a few times too. There's there's one great visual moment in the movie where something happened. We'll talk about it in a second. Something happens and I just went, oh no, like out loud in the theater. <laughs> yeah. I I had I had a moment. I may or may I, not have gotten punched for that. Yeah. I was I I had it in the uh, two moments in the movie where I'm sitting there in the third act going, what the hell is happening to this movie? I, I think I said that out loud and then towards the very end and we'll get to that moment where I'm just wiggling in my seat like just just do just just do it just do it and, and yes. I just I, I grabbed my glasses and I threw them off my face for a second in just utter frustration and had to put them back on and I was like I'm gonna finish this film I am yeah. gonna finish yeah. this movie I mean it, it, it doesn't it's not as bad as when I went and saw Suicide Squad oh and, god and, no. well no no in the, and in the middle of the theater I said well, what the fuck was that <laughs> yeah. and, the, and, the, and the guy next to me leans over and goes, I don't know. <laughs> like, I got, a, I got a response. That was the best part. He's, I don't know. We had a good responsive theater. Our theater was uh, very on board with what most of what was happening on screen. There was a lot of laughs for the for the robot. What's his name? K something. K2. K2SO. Yeah. Um, who is Alan Tudyk, by the way. It took me a second to get that. I knew he was in this movie. I just, I heard it and I looked at Kurt. Of course, I went with Kurt. And I looked at him and I said, who is that? And he yeah. just sort of gave me this blank look. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's Alan. Like in the next second I got it. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that's Alan Tudyk. And sure enough, yeah. Alan Tudyk must be the coolest dude on the planet because he keeps getting these roles that confuse me and I never enjoy. But obviously he's got a friend in in casting that puts him in these science fiction movies. They just keep showing up. It's just I've never enjoyed him, but really, but, yeah, never. Oh I've never, God. I've never got his appeal. But he keeps showing up. He must be the coolest dude on the planet. I think some is of it. it I think some of it is he's willing to just do kind of anything. Yeah, that must. And be not it. like a not like a Nicolas Cage. I need to do anything to pay off my IRS bills. But right. like just like hey, hey, Alan, we want. What do you think about this role? Yeah, sure. Why the hell not? You know. Yeah, yeah, and he does. He does really good voice work. I think, and I like his wry. At he's got a little bit of a dry sense of humor that comes through in his tones. And I think that 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 that's one of the things that appeals to me. I'm I have a dry sense of humor myself, so I really like that. All right. Well, so while we're on it, let's just I, I want to talk about the cast because we okay. had we had in, I think Tracy and I had mixed feelings going into this because of how it was promoted. Like, what is this going to be? This looks really good. And then I I had cast members that I really liked, and I had other cast members that I was like, I don't know who they are, and then there were other cast members like, I don't like them. And so for me, I've never been a fan of uh, Felicity Jones. She was in that movie, The Theory of Everything, and uh, I didn't didn't like her in it. And I didn't like that movie. I didn't like her in it. And I'm not a, a Mads Mikkelsen fan. And what? they weren't really no no you know, I don't he, get I don't get his appeal. I just yeah, don't. the more the more things I'm seeing him in, the less thrilled with him I am. So, but they were not awful. Don't get me they they right. were not like out there like I'm um, like like when I saw Theory of Everything, I was pulling my eyeballs out every time Felicity Jones came on screen because she was just untenably annoying. But in this one, she's likable. She she passes, but I I never enjoyed her. The, I love Donnie Yen. It was so nice to see him in this movie. I thought he was the only genuine funny character in in the movie. He he had great timing. He had great scenes. I was so happy to see him do well. Uh, and I love Forrest Whitaker. I just hate that character design. I'm looking at that character design, I go, this is weird. And we can talk about, I think, the missed opportunity with this particular character later. Um, same thing with Vader. 
and the director. I, I don't. I didn't. Let's talk the director. Vader may as well have not even been in that movie. We'll we'll get to that. I right, let's we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But well, the, the bad guy. A I was things. curious more about the bad guy. I, the, the the director Orson. I I didn't get him as a bad guy because it's like you could have had him, just him, or you could have just had Vader as the bad guy. Why not just make Vader the bad? It would have made a lot more sense. But that that's and then I'm interested in your take on CGI Grand Marf Tarkin. I found that fairly distasteful and didn't like it. Not just, just hey, so so the, the moment I mentioned when Tarkin turned yeah. around, that was when I went, oh no. Yeah. Okay. Good. Because I found no, that it was terrible. Really yes. Okay, I was glad. I, I I, you know, conceptually, I'm not. That. I'm not conceptually opposed to it, although I don't see it as necessary. In little doses, like well, with no, Lawrence Olivier and like and and Marlon Brando, but not like that. Well, but like it, it was badly done. Like very bad. It, it, it looked, looked like it. Uh, it looked, looked awful. It couldn't. Gray. It could not move. No. I mean, oh, you know, if no, nothing, no. if nothing else, they could have at least like taken like had an actor and changed the face, or just get a new. Actor, that's what I said. It's well, just, I mean, yeah, that too. He's been de- Peter they did a great. Been... I mean, Felicity Jones looked pretty close for Jenner, so I mean, everybody's got a double somewhere. Right, but but no, that's not what we're talking about. The Grand Marf Tarkin, they just CGI'd Peter Cushing's face. Right? No, no, no. I know, but I'm saying like when you're if you're saying find a new actor, I don't see that why we couldn't. I mean, we oh, did okay. it for Jenner, so is my point. Has Jen Erso been around before? I don't remember this character. What are you talking about? I believe yeah, she was. No, you're... you're um, I don't think... This is the first time her. I've ever seen this character appear in the canon. No, this is a new character in the this canon. brand new completely. character. Peter, Who am Peter? I thinking of then? I have no idea. Hmm. You're still on football. Uh, but like... <laughs> no, no, no. I'm, I'm thinking of something. Losing. I will find it. I will put it in the show notes because I know, I know I've seen something very similar before. So, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, and by the way, they're losing 27-0 right now. Uh, Dear so, God. So... <laughs> More to the point, the, the Tarkin character. I did, Peter Cushing's been dead forty years. Just get another guy to play Peter Cushing. I think we would all would have been okay with that. Just you know, make him look like Peter Cushing, or just maybe they did this in the Sopranos when the Tony Soprano mom character died, and it looked bad. They've done this with other actors, like with Lawrence of uh, Lawrence Olivier in Sky Captain, and they've done this with like uh, Marlon Brando and something. Was it I think Superman Returns? Super- I want to say Superman Returns, but I can't. I, th- I can't. Say I think. That I think. Certitude. I think that's what it is. But but those were like little doses. This was like he's looking at the got the reflection, and then he turns around for the big reveal, and it's like here comes my bad CGI face. Boom! Take that. Yeah, that was. And, and it was like I just. I was like, oh, I don't think I like well, this. Well, they've, they've done that with, with varying amounts of success. They did it for Tony Stark when they had baby Tony Stark or baby, uh, yeah, baby Tony Stark in um, the Avengers movie. They did it with Ant-Man uh, for Michael Douglas. And well, Michael Douglas' character looked great. And Tony Stark's character to looked right. terrible. No, I, I mean, know what you're trying to say, the, the, but the, I don't think this is the same thing. Well, no, no. They could, they could have done it better. Like it's been done better. They just did a shit job. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I just, and, and you I know, think like Carrie, the Carrie Fisher at the very end. That, looked, I mean, that no, that looked way better. And I think she didn't move, and she said one line. Exactly. That's. I think that yeah. plays to dude's point that you're seeing her so briefly that your mind doesn't have time to register how bad this could look. Yeah. Um, in terms of in terms of the cast, yeah, you know, I, I I really enjoyed doing in. 
I no, really one do. last one last point because we got a new Mon Mothma. If we could have, if we got a new Mon Mothma, we could have gotten a Tarkin. We a did new not Tarkin. get That's... no. We did not get a new Mon Mothma. Is this, it's a different actress. It's it's the same actress from episode three though. From episode three, but not not from. Wait, this is the same woman from Return of the Jedi. No, different different That's actress. What I'm yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That, that was my last point. Yeah, although those two look creepily alike. Um, no, that's what that's what got me. It's like they, I thought it was really her the first time. <laughs> I was like, "Damn, she looks good." In terms of the Forrest Whitaker character, I, I'm with you. I like Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, I think he's great. I don't like. I did not like. I didn't like the character. And it's actually it's a character from from the Clone Wars cartoon. I didn't. Kyle had mentioned that to me months ago, and I was like, "All right, whatever." Mm-hmm. And then I looked it up, and I, I placed the character, and I'm like, "Yeah, this is just. I didn't need that connection." Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen, I'm kind of miffed on uh, <laughs> Jimmy Smith's. So I remember years ago, you and I, you and I had a conversation about this. Where, yep, where where you were just like, man, there's a point in episode three where Jimmy Smith is like, I can't believe I'm doing this. I can't believe I'm saying this shit. <laughs> yeah, and and yeah. you look at Jimmy Smith's and he still has that same look, except now it's more of the I need the paycheck. Yeah. No, it was my friend Rich and I had this conversation years ago after I think the the prequel saga closed. Is episode one, Jimmy Smith is like, "What the hell am I doing in this movie?" And then episode two, Jimmy Smith is, "What the hell am I doing in this movie?" And episode three is like, "I finally have something to do in this movie. This is stupid." And now he shows up in Rogue One going, "What the hell am I doing in this movie?" <laughs> Yeah, no. This time, I'm this time I'm pretty sure it was I need a paycheck. Yeah, that scene Probably. in the very beginning in the Rebel War Room on Yavin Four, where he comes out of the shadows and doesn't say anything, and he's kind of like an awkward teenager trying to ask someone for a dance at a prom. <laughs> I remember that was the first moment where I go, "All right, something's a little off here." That poor guy. So when he first came on screen, Kurt goes, "I thought that guy died." I'm like, "Do you think this is Mads Mikkelsen again?" No. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope. He didn't die, but he's gonna. I'm I'm very <laughs> curious to see if somehow they retcon Jimmy Smith into not dying on Alderaan, and he's somewhere else. I, I'm just oh. I'm wondering if that's gonna happen. Not saying it will. Not making that prediction. I'm just I'm holding out a little bit of hope that we make another like episode eight or nine. He just pops back in, and it's like you're so. He's so underused, which kind of pisses me off because. <laughs> What am I, He's what am such I doing? a great actor. I mean, he he was um he was also recently in the the show The Get Down on Netflix. The I think it was like four episodes or six episodes, um, real, and he did such a phenomenal job in that movie or in that show. And I'm going, they cat what he was in what two scenes? I think if that maybe exactly only one. Scenes. I think it was exactly yeah. two scenes. There's yeah. one he walks in from the shadows, and then he's like, I'm going to go get our Jedi friend. And then he disappears. Yeah. That's it. That's it. I was like, are you serious? What, what, I'm hoping which, there's like... Which is strange, because help me out here. I thought, so So he's going to go get... He says, I'm going to go get our Jedi friend, and then disappears. But in the, in the very first film in 1976... It's Leia who gets Obi-Wan, who's on her way to get Obi-Wan. So I don't know what Jimmy Smith was supposed to be doing. Did he right? have any... No, no, well, Jimmy, Jimmy, any... Hey, Jimmy Smith says he's going back to Alderaan to prepare his people. And oh, they great. say, contact your Jedi friend. And he says he knows someone. Oh, okay. And he says, I yeah, would trust okay. her with my life. Okay, yeah, that was it. Hey, it was just like, that was weird. Yeah, hey, so what do, you think it... of, what do you think of Diego Luna? Okay, so I thought he was pretty cool. This is this was too. Uh, maybe we could talk about it later with the missed opportunities. I thought this was a good character that didn't get fully fleshed out. 
but overall, I thought he was it was a really good performance on his part. Yeah, I I think I enjoyed his character more than than Felicity Jones and uh, Jenner. So I, yeah, he grew on me over the course of the movie. He was not my at first. I was like, who is this jerk? That's why I liked him. I was like, yo, he fucking assassinated that dude. Well, this is no, I, I mean, he was just so he was wooden at the beginning, and then I felt like oh. he sort of loosened up a little bit, and then by the end, I really liked him. I mean, my my issue issue with with Jenner so, and it may, it may have been more of a writing from than a acting, is the character basically just flips on the on the rebellion, yeah, almost for no reason. Yep, yep, yep. That, like, and, and she, you know, she, and you, you can see when it happens too. Right, the, you can see the conversation, and it's just like, how do you go from like not giving a shit to mm-hmm. like suddenly leading this group in in the right. course of a scene of a single scene, and then yeah. everyone following you, right? Well, We'll get to that later, because that's where I thought the film fell off the rails. But I, you I think liked that, Well, yeah, I, I wasn't convinced that they followed her. I thought it was more that they liked Cassian, but... No, I I, 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 I think it was them following her. That, that's the way. Well, well, even I mean, if yeah. it wasn't them following either her... Way. Yeah, the, either way. I mean, they, they told the story as if she was running the show on that one. Yep, yep. That's yep, true. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I, the other one that I was going to say I really liked actually was um, Bail or no, 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 wrong person. R- Riz Oz- Ahmed as Bodhi Rook. That's the, the, uh, pilot. the pilot. Yeah. I actually really appreciated his performance. Um, I thought okay. he did. I thought he was underused and underrated, but I, I liked it. I'll agree with you. Is underused. I mean, if yeah, I can take him or leave him. He it was he was a good little extra character. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, I loved Donnie Yen. I thought he was fantastic in that. And we are not giving him enough credit. I thought he I was could, okay. Awesome. I'm confused about which one is which. That's the blind. That's the blind dude, right? The blind he, not Jedi, right? Right. Okay. The blind not Jedi, and I love that they brought in like that kind of blind warrior thing from the east to give Donnie Yen that character, that that Zadoichi feel. And they mm-hmm. gave and they gave him a scene where he really put his martial arts on display. And it, it was so I it was brief, but it was really well done. And I really appreciated it. And I did think he did a really good job. I had never seen him perform in English. I'd never seen him perform in English. I never caught a movie where he spoke English. It was either him speaking Cantonese, Mandarin, or dubbed into English. And I was impressed his on English how... Was, yeah, it was quite good. It was very good, because sometimes with Hong Kong actors, it's a little stilted, and they have to, like, force-feed them the lines, and they've got to do it phonetically. But he had the delivery and the timing down. I mean, I was yeah. really, I mean, you look at, really like, old-school either Jet Li or Jackie Chan. Or Jackie Chan. Yeah. yeah. He, Jackie Chan says he was force-fed those lines early on. But I thought Donnie was a real highlight. From from every from beginning to end, I really had no problem with him. I thought he was great. I also like the I can't I'm and I I'm not hard to picking out exactly which character it was because the name I lost some of the names in here. Like yeah. just, mm-hmm. that was that was a problem I've I've had with that. And I had the same thing with Doctor Strange, where I just lost names. But uh, the the guy with the heavy the heavy gun that was going I along with Donnie Yen. I believe that's Yeah, Baze is the name of the character, okay. but the actor's name is like Wen Zhang. Yeah, mm-hmm. I enjoyed him as well. I did too. I thought he was really the, good. The two of them made a made a like a fun comedic. Yeah, they but not but not was, not complete. Yeah, just a, f- a fun a fun pairing. So I want to talk about what I thought were some missed opportunities with this film, and I want to see if you guys agree with me on this. Okay. Specifically around the Force Whitaker character and his like uh, contingent of rebels. I really enjoyed that they had like, oh, he's a separate group from the rebellion, but it appears that he's more of a fanatic and 
we've talked about how I prefer, I don't know if we talked about it on this podcast, but I've talked with other people how if, if you're going to have like morally ambiguous bad guys, I think you should have morally ambiguous good guys too. And the, the, the like, I don't know, extremist rebels were these morally ambiguous good guys. And I thought there'd be a really great opportunity to really push the moral envelope with, with Cassian in particular and Forrest mm-hmm. Whitaker to show how far they can go without being like the good guys, the, the, the pure morally acceptable good guys. And they, they kind of touch on it with that mm-hmm. really great scene where Saul saw, what's this guy? Saw Guerrera. Saw Guerrera, like violates the mental sanctity of the Imperial pilot, right? I just thought yeah. that was a really cool moment. But again, it's, they skip on it and then they just kind of leave it alone. Well, Cassian does take a moment to say, hey, I've done some terrible things in the name of the Republic. And he doesn't really elaborate. No, he doesn't. My problem was that he didn't – I I wanted him to defend it. He says, yeah, I've done terrible things and I do them again. Like that's the kind of backpedaling sort of bothered bothered me. But I'm curious what you thought of that. I I wish they had gone further, but then again, it probably would have made the film a completely different movie. I mean, sure, it would have made the it would have changed the to- a lot of the tone of the film. I don't agree, only because I don't think the Saul character was all that the Saul character was all that necessary. Like, like I said, I mean, he was a, he's a character they pulled from Clone Wars, and this is you know twenty years after Clone Wars. I mean, the character is vastly different. I just I didn't really need it. I liked the possibility of his character, but he they didn't even use that scene from the trailer in which he says, "What will you become?" Yeah, it, that's there's completely a lot of missing. Stuff well, so remember, I was there waiting. Was a lot of shootouts, uh, uh, well, reshoots. So yeah, that, well, that. once he once he died in the cave, I I mean the explosion. I expected him to come back because that scene hadn't happened yet. So mm-hmm. I think I liked the idea of him. Um, I even I, I'm not sure that I liked his character design. He looked more like. I'm he looked like there. something, huh? It was co- I'm on board with you there. He looked yeah. like something from Warhammer 40k. I thought, and he was comical, right? He had yeah. he had the, the mask he put on, and I'm thinking Dennis Hopper from Blue Velvet. He's like, <laughs> get me a Heineken, <laughs> right? Stuff like that, like Heineken, pop, yeah. blue ribbon, <gasps> right? I was like, oh, this this, and I agree with Andrew to a certain extent that like I could take or leave that character. I didn't know he was in Clone Wars, so. I, I, that baggage wasn't there. I just, I, in the context of the film, he just shows up. I got your pilot. Bye. I'm going to die We don't now. even ever really get the backstory of him and Jin. We don't understand why she's such a valuable piece to bring him in. That that None of that was fleshed out. None of that was told. And I, while I'm a big fan of movies showing instead of telling me stuff, they didn't do either. So if you're going to include this character, this this interesting, unique character, this person with so few morals, this extremist, this terrorist, tell me why he's here. So right. I agree with Andrew that he wasn't necessary to the story as it was told. But I also agree with you, dude, that I wish we had gotten a little more of that. No, Andrew and that I would have made for be... a way more interesting movie. Yeah, I think Andrew and I could be right at the same time on this one. Is like he. I think he was a missed opportunity, but as portrayed, it was like. Why is he here? When he, when he died, I was like, that just didn't mean anything. The one yeah. thing, the one thing I did appreciate with him is when when Jin shows up and he's like, "Did did you come here to? Did they send you to kill me?" Mm-hmm. I love for, the way Forrest Whitaker delivered that because it's yeah, cause Forrest he's Whitaker. Such a good actor. He's, yeah, he's so good. Even uh, with an oxygen mask. Yeah. <laughs> just, I just kept seeing Dennis Hopper. I'm sorry for those who haven't seen Blue Velvet. Please. So uh, another missed opportunity, uh, you might disagree, is Darth Vader in this. Where So we've talked about 
shoehorning or not shoe, um i'm bringing back the fan service like the dudes from the moss Eisley bar oh, we saw fuck. them and i don't know how they got off the planet but they did right uh <laughs> you know that's what that's one of becky's first questions how the fuck did they yeah. get off the planet right so but but this was a thing where the first vader scene in my opinion was just shoehorned into the film just oh. unnecessary and just forced in i feel like that now was the, part of a reshoot uh, it could have been I kept playing. I wonder if this is a reshoot. I kept playing this is a reshoot. <laughs> That's an original. I kept playing that during the movie, that game with me. But I thought later, Darth Vader came in and whooped some serious ass. And I yes. thought that was pretty cool. That I got to awesome. give it credit. That was pretty cool. I give the movie credit at certain parts where it was really cool. What did you think of Vader and then this other bad guy, um, Orson? I just, I feel like if you had Vader and you were going to use Vader, just make him the bad guy. It, it would have just been more Vader badassery. We know how this is going to end. There's going to be no surprises here. But you add this other guy, Orson, who just seems to not matter. So I mean, I'll throw that out to you guys. What do you think? So Vader least... didn't matter. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, Andrew. So, so, so at least the way the way I look at it, right? And, and this is just again, I I dig a lot into Star Wars and whatnot. Like this is like middle management Vader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. No. I no. Agree. No. Yeah. And, but. Yeah, at this point in the Star Wars franchise, I mean, Vader is powerful, but there are a number of other even more powerful players out there like Tarkin. <laughs> Politically powerful, you mean? Yeah. Okay. So having like the existence of the scene, I'm fine with. I actually really liked seeing Vader in like the 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 stasis, or the, not the stasis, but the 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 tube thing he was in. Mm-hmm. And I like. I, I called it. I called it the Melfina tube from Outlaw Star. Nice. Uh, I also enjoyed. I also appreciate the fact that he had a he had a a fortress on Mustafar. Mm-hmm. The the scene as it was executed, like as it actually happened, was not great. Like the dialogue was kind of stilted, and that's kind of why I think it was a reshoot. Is like the dialogue wasn't very great and things like that. But I otherwise I, I enjoy the concept of the scene. I just don't enjoy the execution. I don't think I think the execution was a missed opportunity. But I think the scene itself is fine. The fact that, you know, that Krennic has to go through Vader in order to get to the Emperor and that that Vader's not the the top of the top of the food chain either. You know, it, it, it's, it's a point at which it's a point at which like, like Krennic at the end asks if he's back in command and Vader can't put him in command because Tarkin's Tarkin is over Vader as well. Mm-hmm. Well, neither of these bad guys matter. Neither of them matter. So the only thing that matters is who has the responsibility to hit the switch on the Death Star and blow up random cities. The answer is some because dude in a black helmet. It's yep. some dude in a black helmet. <laughs> I just because even with Vader, what 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 was his use in this? His use was um, that one scene, and then the second thing was they were like, "Well, we'll just leave the rebels, the rebel fleet to Vader." That's his responsibility. Well, Which that, was badass. Well, well, who who it is? But no, but that set that sets up the introduction, the the opening scene of New Hope when Vader's yeah. chasing does, the Tantive. And I I do recognize that, but it just felt like there were no nobody had the the ultimate responsibility except for maybe Tarkin. Yeah, I'm on. Board. Um, it just, it just, I don't know. It, you're right. Middle management. That, that's why I laughed so hard because I was like, oh my gosh, this is like working in a corporate structure. Who has the final three? Well, I need to cover my ass. Well, I need to cover my ass. Well, I need this sign off. I need this. Sign. We need 17 signatures to sign a fucking check. It's dumb. I have seven bosses. <laughs> I have exactly. three cell phones. <laughs> I, anyway, I just, yeah. I, 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 I feel like both of you are missing the most important part of that, of that scene is that Vader, Vader uses a pun. <laughs> like I was like, yo, he seriously punned. He chokes the dude for like no apparent reason, and he's like, "Don't choke on your aspirations." <laughs> and I was like, "Vader, just pun. 
Did that happen? See, I actually see, did laugh in at the that. current year. No, knowing the fact that they 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 were pulling some stuff from Clone Wars, I assume that that was kind of they were pulling on the Anakin Skywalker Anakin Skywalker character from that, who was very sarcastic and and. Not pun heavy, but was certainly not opposed. To, you know. Oh man, I'm sorry. Just, no, I mean, I, I was just like, I, I mean, I don't think it was a good choice. I was just like, okay, they're doing all right. What, whatever. Oh, I laughed. I thought that was kind of funny. Oh, I, well, I get. I should say I snorted through my nose. Okay. Air. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So I like. I like the robot. I felt like the robot was underused. I know you don't like Alan Tudyk, and but I do, and I really liked the character. I just, I don't know his. I his... figured dude would have liked a snarky, smart-ass robot. Like, yeah. that sounds like something up your alley. No, I, I, he had his moment. I just, yeah, yeah. I didn't like the way he went out. I was like, really? That's it? You just you just died closing the door? All right, well. Hodor <laughs> all over again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, all right. So, that, that, we're talking about the main, the first two acts. I want to get into where I think the film falls off the rails, is, is leading into the battle and the battle itself. Now, maybe I'm being too picky on this one. But somehow this movie wants me to believe that a major military operation can go completely unplanned and and fly by night, land on an Imperial planet, know where to where to find the Death Star plans, how to find them, how to extract them, how to send them back up and then continue to have the coordination to defend themselves and call in reinforcements and and fight off or prepare for Imperial defense. I maybe it's just too much. I just. It was just like, wait a minute. I don't think I buy this anymore. Uh, it was just a little too silly. And then, like, they got, they brought like 12 rebels with them, and they kept coming out of the shuttle like a freaking clown car, or they were respawning on the beach like this was Call of Duty. <laughs> I don't know. But take that, that, I... that, take that for what it is. I'm just curious. The movie fell off the rails in the third act. The battle scene was cool. I'll give it that. It was actually pretty it sweet. Although cool. apparently the, yeah. the starter stories don't know how to shoot their main ar- artillery. But that aside, what did you guys think? I just didn't. I, I they had. I was. I was totally on board with it. Although I thought, number one, I felt like the scope of the movie suddenly exploded outward. We went from these small stakes to suddenly being like galaxy wide stakes, and I'm like, whoa, what the hell? Okay, I'm. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. So I followed the plot of the movie all the way until she knew. Somehow Jin Erso knew. They, I mean, it was relatively simple to figure out how to get the tape out of the the storage in the tower. But how did she know how to... I don't know many warriors who know a whole lot of tech stuff. How did she know how to transmit? Like, she was just like, yeah, no worries. Hooks it on her belt and is like, I'm going to go up here and... Just push the big switch. That, well, uh, well, that was yeah, the answer. Was, Twice. I had no idea what Push the, the big was. switch. Oh my gosh. How did the and blind she, guy she looks find down, the switch? She's sitting there. She pushes the tape in and it says, you need to realign the satellite dish. And she looks around and she's like, it's got to be that other tower at the end of the walkway that must do this. And I'm like, how the fuck did you even figure that out? Like, I wouldn't my, know well, that. No, my immediate thought was, who the fuck designed that? That yeah. was also like, really dude. stupid. <laughs> I mean, I, again, I am also absolutely positively terrified of heights. So I'm looking going, nope, never would have designed that shit. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I could I imagine Andrew and Jin's place going, well, I guess I guess Alderaan's going to get blown up. <laughs> oh, man, there goes the galaxy. <laughs> Well, it's a shit day for everyone else, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that was that was the bit where they lost me. I didn't think about it, but yes, there were an awful lot of rebels all of a sudden. Interesting how that worked. I, um, respawning takes twenty seconds. You know, I, I would say now that you pointed out, I can see what you're saying. I was just kind of into it enough that I went, okay, that's what we're gonna do. I'll, I'll I can grant you that because it was a badass battle sequence. Yeah. 
I, I, I didn't. I didn't. One of the top battle sequences they've done. Yeah, I just didn't. I, I, I didn't overthink it. Yeah, I mean, that, and I understand that, and I, and I get that. I just, I remember the the beginning of of Revenge of the Sith, where oh, you, you had were that so moment sad. where they had that moment where the two ships cross and they start flinging like lasers at each other, and I'm like, whoa, we need more of that. And then he lands a fucking piece of a ship like it's got flaps and rudders. I was like, how did he do that? But like. You had two Star Destroyers that apparently just don't use their main artillery. They just didn't. And I was like, why? This was a great opportunity for hardcore ship-to-ship battles, which I have been waiting for since I was like a kid in all these movies. <laughs> but then Vader's ship comes out and fucks everybody up. Comes I'm... in, ramming. Sh- they, know, they, know how to, they know how to push the button that fires the main artillery, and they rip up the rebel ship. And who the fuck puts a command post like in a spire at the bottom of your ship so everyone can shoot at it. Who does that? Like right. that, Good that point. Uh, why? But like and, he shoots it and like he opens it up, but I'm like, how come the other two Star Destroyers couldn't do that? No, yeah, when when Vader shows up with the Devastator, uh I thought that was that was great. No, and why? and the one the one rebel ship's about to hit jump into hyperspace and just slams into it and breaks up. It's like, oh, yeah, that was oh cool. shit. Yeah, yeah and then that like the Nebulon B frigate like cracks in half. Yeah. And I'm like, that's what happens when you got a little thing that connects you to your engine. <laughs> dumbass like, i'm just gonna shoot that uh, right I, and then vader comes in boards the rebel ship and just samurais the fuck out of everybody and i, I mean, was like, like yeah, all start, right starts force choking mean. guys slams the dude into into the ceiling he went straight tetsuo on those dudes like just like boom all he had to do was blow up their heads but then i don't know if you thought about this but they're trying to he's like trying to pass the plans to, to, the, the, door. to the door and i'm like why doesn't vader just force grab the plans does he not see it because i just yeah like, just force grab the plan because you just force grabbed everybody's guns <laughs> like just go because you, yeah, you just force grabbed that dude yeah <laughs> but okay i mean i guess okay yeah, yeah. i just don't do it in a way that it. I know where we're going. Like we literally end this movie 15 minutes before A New Hope. I get it, but just don't make it that obvious. I'm being too much. Yeah. So, so when it came to fan service, and, and yeah, they, talk about this. You're probably yeah. more qualified to talk about this than Tracy. And I mean, I I, there you know there was there were some some nice moments. Uh, at one point, you know, when when Jimmy Smith is walking off off screen, at one point he mentioned he addresses Captain Antilles, yep. who's the commander of the Tantive, uh, and you hear when we hear about that in Episode Four, right? Uh, the blue milk, okay, you know, I just kind of hit one of those uh, moments. Wait, explain what that is, real quick. So there, there, in the opening sequence of the movie, there is a jug of blue, what looks like blue colored milk on the counter and that's a that's a throwback to uh, also episode four when there's a jug of that same stuff on uh, uncle owen and aunt baru's counter and it's just one of those things the fans have like latched onto and won't let go even though it's dumb <laughs> uh you know i mean there are a number of other ones you know uh red leader and gold leader yeah he even had the accent yeah i mean well, so the actual the actual vocals are done by both the original actors. Oh, really? Oh, cool. Yeah, they sound a lot better because when they did the redubs to the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, Clint Eastwood and Eli Wallach did not sound good. Yeah. So I'm impressed they sound as good as they did. Well, and then the actual visuals for them is <laughs> or is, is film that was not used for the original Star Wars. Right. Which yeah. I think I wondered because it, it looked it, so similar. It looked yeah, off. It was, it was off. Oh, it looked off. Really? Like it, I, I, mean, I don't like know it looked, as well as it, you do. Well, but... no, it looked like them, but like it, it, it looked like it looked like it was layered to me. Like it looked yeah. like there was something there. 
obviously, like I said, Vader is for- fortress on Mustafar. Um, just, I mean, the Tanto, you know, the the ending in general, I think is, is a great was a great setup. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other good ones. I mean, obviously, you know, the Carrie Fisher Tarkin thing we talked about Cameo. that. I mean, yeah. overall, I felt that the. <laughs> So when we watched The Force Awakens last year, everything looked so bright and so beautiful and so fresh and so modern almost mm-hmm. that it was kind of, even though it was, it was kind of, a, like I said, it was a dim theater. So to some extent, it almost looked like the lighting was repeating the originals. But this felt like that gritty, dirty feel of the original movies. And and even the tech in it looked similar. I really appreciated their efforts to try to match yeah the style of the tech to the original because it i mean it's happening concurrently right or right immediately before yeah just so, months before exactly maybe even so weeks even even just like the the panels of instruments and stuff all felt like a new hope some of the other stuff so that was i thought that was pretty cool no i mean they did a really good job especially i thought of, of recreating the the interior of the death star in terms of the control rooms yep and also of Honestly, of recreating the the actor motions for the firing sequence, mm-hmm. the 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 first one um, was a little longer, so it wasn't quite as tight. But the second one at the, the Scarif base, that one was like I think almost exactly the same as the firing sequence well, for. I mean, Iran. they even give you Tarkin's "You may file and right here." Yep, like they even do that. <laughs> Good God. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I actually liked the Death Star, like. The fact that they only use one reactor, mm-hmm. so it's these like that was a nice little touch. These controlled attacks, although right. man, do they miss the fuck out of Scarif Base? I was wondering about that. So, <laughs> so see, he says target me, Scarif like... Base, and then it like clips the dish and hits like miles away. It right, gets taken again, out in the blast, but yeah, if you if that was the thing that got me is like if you are shooting what is essentially a a, a nuke. A giant planet-killing nuke. You don't need to aim that well. You just got to be in the area. Right. But but I see. Where did you think about that? Because like they clipped the dish, which I took as like we're trying to cut off the transmission. And then I thought, why not just have one of the Tie Fighters blow the dish up? Because they were obviously knew Jen was up there, so they shot at her. So I I just thought no, someone no. should have just like blow the dish up. Just blow the dish. Especially since they were planning to get rid of the whole base anyways. Right. Why? Yeah, why? Or, or I could understand if they were trying to go. Ah, you know what? We don't need this base. Just blow that it could up. be. I don't know. No, I think I think it was this. I think it was this this the, that last one, but I was like, hey, hey, hey you, you guys missed. You only right. only hit the dish. <laughs> <laughs> but I I did like the end. Um, the the final scene for Jin Erso and Cassian. I, it did raise the stakes a little bit. For once, the I mean, yeah. we, dude, what did you think about everyone dying? I mean, tra- the, sorry, oh, tra- I, tra- that's what I'm trying yeah. to. El- oh, uh, yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> I was like, yeah, that needed to happen. I know, was excited I, about that. Yeah. Well, by the way, three-four-three in the fourth quarter. So. I hate you. Stop <laughs> doing this. Damn, damn, dude's playing psychological warfare this week. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I, the ending, you know what it reminded me of? Did you ever see that movie, it wasn't Armageddon, oh, Deep Impact, with the oh, asteroid lands on, uh, yeah, the asteroid lands in, like, the Atlantic Ocean, and Taya Leone and her dad are, like, at the beach, and they're, like, saying goodbye to each other. That was, ex- it just looked like Deep Impact. No, I never and, saw that. Oh yeah, it just it was like, okay, yeah, they they got to die. I was just that whole sequence on the top of the dish didn't make sense. So Cassian falls, appears to break multiple vertebra on his way down. 
And I then, was wondering about that myself. Yeah. And then and then the director corners her, and they do. Oh, bad guys always do this in movies, and I'm not going to hold Star Wars too much to this. It's like we got to go take someone out. Uh, just give me two guys. No, bring fifteen. Bring fifteen dudes. Don't bring two. These guys can't shoot. I mean, how funny was it that Donnie Yen, blind as a bat, walks through a <laughs> hail of fire? I was like, now they're just fucking with me because they. But I thought, know, I thought this is the Star Wars. This is the stormtroopers joke in the movie. Is like, no, I didn't. Th- I didn't that. think that was true. I thought that. I thought they were playing to the idea that he was praying, and so even though he's not a Jedi, he has well, some no, element I, of force. I think help. that's the no. I think I think that's what. I think Tracy's what Tracy's saying is what they intended. Yeah. I think what dude is saying is what everyone's going to just accept it as. <laughs> Assume. Stormtroopers can't, can't. Stormtroopers can't even hit the blind motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like this is the joke in the movie. And then, these are, these so, are the yeah. advanced stormtroopers. They're the right, death troopers. The death troopers. Right. So they back up on top of the dish. Orson's up there, and he's like, "I'm gonna shoot you." And she's like, "I'm the daughter of Mads Mikkelsen, and I'm here." And it's like, just shoot her. Just shoot her. Like, I'm always reminded of, of Eli Wallach in, in, in The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, where the guy's, like, giving him this speech, and Eli's in the bath, and he's got, he's, he's, and he just shoots him through the bubbles, right? Just boom, boom, kills him. And Eli Wallach gets up and goes, if you're going to shoot, shoot, don't talk. And that's what this guy's doing. I'm just, you're up there. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. I'm the, just shoot her. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. That's, that's what I always think of with, is, is the Incredibles. With, like, yes. And shoots him you got me monologuing. You, you yeah. sly dog. <laughs> Just, oh, that whole He's scene was so dead to rights, and then he starts monologuing. Yeah, that was it. I was like, "Ooh, shoot him, Eli Wallach, man, Tuco." Just bang. When it said they died in a nuclear explosion. I was died in a nuclear fire. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Kaboom! Which means there won't be any sequels. No. That is exactly what Kurt said as we walked out. He's like, "Well, I guess we won't be seeing any sequels to that movie." <laughs> everyone died everyone uh, yeah no sequels to this one except the 1976 why don't you look that one up 77 oh, what Sorry. you're telling me there was another star wars movie oh yeah God. another podcast i follow posted a picture for one of their episodes and it's like yeah i can't wait to see that rogue one sequel and it's like a yeah. star, it's a star wars poster it's like nice i wanted to ask you about this i i appreciated this no crawl what did you think I was wondering if they were going to, I had heard rumors a, a long time ago, like when Force Awakens came out, that mm-hmm. they're reserving the crawl only for saga films. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. Which, which is interesting because prior to Disney taking over, the crawl was on everything. Video games. Uh, yes. Fans, it was every, and now it was just Rogue One and then cut i was like well, i did say that. in a galaxy far in yeah a, no we got that long, long ago a, but usually you do that, that and then you get the and then, yeah. and then like the we we we, we do we explain yeah. shit and instead yeah we, shit, we both sort of went wait what oh yeah. this is what we're doing okay cool. i appreciate that i thought yeah. that was cool. It was nice yeah. to do something different. different yeah yeah mm-hmm. that's it i mean that was that was all the points i had to make tracy any closing thoughts I, I am afraid that having listened to this podcast, some of our listeners will assume that the three of us didn't like this movie. We liked the movie. No, we liked it. No, no, two We of didn't you. love it. Two we didn't you. love it. I did not. No, I okay. didn't. I'm like sorry. Dude it. did not like the movie. Andrew and I liked the nope, movie. Nope, dude, it is nobody worth assumed going... you liked. You have liked any movie ever. I, 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 I figured I, they, I, they would take that for granted. Right, yes, good. <laughs> um, he spends a lot of money at the theater, but he doesn't like anything he sees. I, I had to do the 3D on this one because everything was sold yeah. out. Oh that my sucks. god! But at least but, you, at least you got full color, as opposed to me. No, so. that's true, and it's funny you bring that up because I saw a uh, beast, Fantastic Beasts, and where to yeah. find it had the same problem. I don't know if it was because I was like in the third row, all the way off to the left, and just it gets hazy at that angle. 
But I, I saw it in 3D. It wasn't meant for 3D, obviously. It looked fine. But I was all the way back in a small Rogue One? Theater. Yeah, you Rogue mean? One. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was all the way. And it, it didn't bother me because I was really worried. Because sometimes if you were at the wrong angle for 3D, it's bad. Mm-hmm. It's awful. Like, that's what happened to me in The Martian. And it was just... It, and, and even, like, uh, when I saw... What was the movie about the... Um, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt walks across the Twin Towers. What the fuck was that one was called? Shit. But, like, if you tilt your head just a little bit, it all of it came out of focus. It yeah. was, sometimes that happens, too. I like the, if you go to a theater where they do the circular, the circular tech for the, the glasses, you can actually tilt your, the way that it's, according to how the glasses have been calibrated. It depends, but on, the, it, it, can... it depends on the company. So the, the, the different mm-hmm. glasses yes. are based on who has put out the film. Yeah, what, yeah. What and so with use. those ones, I really like it because you can tilt your head and it won't change anything, which is amazing. It's my favorite thing. But yeah, overall, I would say I, I liked it. It's worth seeing, guys. It really is worth seeing. Um, there were just a few nitpicking things. And so therefore, I am very glad it's not a saga film because obviously. Yeah, and I would say I really, I, I enjoy the film. And again, you know, being being me, I give Star Wars films far more leniency than they probably deserve. But I enjoyed it. I'm really hoping, though, that this is not that, that we can expect even higher quality from the next set of Star Wars stories films. Because if, if this is the high watermark, the Star Wars franchise is going to take some hits. Yeah, I, I think I said what I, I said my piece at the very beginning. I and I kind of agree with Tracy, just kind of invert the way I think about the other as it compares to other films. It is, I thought, better than than Force Awakens. It's just I don't think it was what what I wanted or hoped for or just that third act was so bad it kicked me so far out of the movie i did i did walk out angry but unlike previous star wars films i found redeemable qualities in this film that i could latch on to we also so, waited two days to record so you could calm down i had to calm down yeah because i i ran out of that theater like i ran like you could ask donnell i ran out of the theater and it was raining outside it never rains outside and i walked through it like i was freaking terminator i almost i almost slipped it was like i just no, i can't i can't i can't do this anymore but nice. I would say see it. Please see it. I mean, it is an, it, it, this is an event. It's worth seeing. Don't get me wrong. All right, folks, if you like what we do, make sure you head on over to thereforegeek.com. You can check out our blog posts on our podcast. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, and Instagram. And you can find this podcast and other podcasts like it on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and YouTube. It is now 34 sex. <laughs> you got another field goal. <laughs> so once again, I'm Andrew. I'm Tracy. And I'm Dude. And you've been listening to Therefore a Geek.